this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. This is iFanboy's special edition, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Welcome to my fanboy special edition, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. My name is Connor Kilpatrick, and with me is Josh Flanagan. I got a bad feeling about this. And Ron Richards. Well, hello, ladies. And let's uh, <laughs> let's get it out of the way now. Ron Richards is an employee of Marvel Entertainment. His opinions are his own and do not reflect Marvel Entertainment or the Walt Disney Corporation. Uh, it, that, is in, that is indeed the case. My, this is my opinion and has nothing to do with any uh, privileged information that I've gotten from the Walt Disney Company. And Ron Richard should not be taken after meals. Any or... sense of any sense of seriousness or or <laughs> credibility. If you experience any digestion or erectile dysfunctions, Ron Richards was not responsible. So, some some side effects of listening to Ron Richards include. <laughs> well, don't get me started. So we're back. This is our we, as we've been talking about all these uh, Star Wars films since the Force Awakens happened, and also uh, simultaneously this being our last show of the year. We're back to talk about Star Wars, and actually we're going to get a little bit of a break. I think. They said, "What? No more Star Wars until 2022." Is that what they said? Yeah, t- I think I think they're taking. They, they need a breather, I believe. Movies. Yeah. Yeah. Movies. They got to yeah, figure yeah. out what they're going to do. Listen, I listen. They can they can take a break and just ride the wave of Baby Yoda for at least another year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The child. The child. Spoiler warning. This is a review show. There'll be spoilers for Star Wars. Not only the Rise of Skywalker, but clearly also the Mandalorian. So if you haven't listen to or watch those shows you're on your own um so this is the final chapter in the star skywalker saga this is star wars chapter nine uh episode nine chap whatever it's late (laughs) it's the last show of the year we're in our 40s jj abrams uh directed it he's back to direct it was co-written by jj abrams and chris terrio Based on a story from Colin Trevorrow, right? Well, he was originally the director of this yeah. film. And he got but he got a story credit. Yeah. Yeah. Guild rules are complicated. And uh, this features all the returning cast members from from this uh, from the trilogy. Daisy Ridley, Adam Driver, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Anthony Daniels, uh, Dom Hall Gleason, uh, and some new faces we'll get to in a second. Um, and then so new back, Chewbacca. And Chewbacca. Well... The new it's guy. Not, the new guy. I I don't, I don't recognize the new guy. They they handed they handed it off. They handed the baton. Off. Well, of course, obviously, because uh, Peter Mayhew passed away. But yeah, <laughs> I will I will say. I mean, just to, the whole time I was like, he's not skinny. He's not lanky enough. Like he's just. <laughs> it was. I mean, I guess if he's like middle aged Chewbacca, that makes sense. But he also moved. Well, I was talking about Chewbacca. I know, he well, he I, moved like, very young. As opposed, yeah. like the original Chewbacca movement was more stiff. And yeah. this was like a more like yoga Chewbacca. Maybe in his middle age, Chewbacca got into like 
yoga and full <laughs> flexibility. He's, he's working on his on his flexibility and maneuverability, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's not unheard of. Like <laughs> sure. He, you know, he's, it, basically, he was forced to take better care of himself, you know, and, and as a result, actually, ended up where he was before that. I can't, you can't fault him for that. Many the doctor was like, you're 250 years old. you got to start working on your flexibility. I really think there's a whole Wookiee Yoga program here that, that, that Lucasfilm is missing out on that, that really on YouTube could do really well. All right. So this after, we've returned to J.J. Abrams after the very controversial second chapter of this uh, trilogy, The Last Jedi, which was directed by Ryan Johnson. Ron and I saw this together. This is the first time Ron and I saw a Star Wars movie together since uh, Revenge of the Sith. Episode three. Yeah, since episode three. So that so, was... so f- 14 years. It's been a long journey. Oh, Jesus Christ. 14 years ago, man, we stood outside the Zig Field five I saw, times. I saw Phantom Menace with Josh, and I saw Attack of the Clones and, and Revenge of the Sith with Ron. Yep. And uh, it's been a long journey. It's been a long, long journey. I feel like the subtitle of this movie as The Rise of Skywalker could have been The Erasing of Ryan Johnson. And thank God for that. <laughs> I've never, I've never seen because I, 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 so I was on a media blackout, so yeah. I've done. Oh, no... let's talk. Let's, let's talk about that before we get into the film itself. Our, our media okay. blackout status. Sure. So uh, I saw the first trailer, and once the first trailer came out, and the, the, that was the trailer where uh, Ray jumped over the Tie Fighter. Um, and once I saw that trailer, then I went on full media blackout and uh, did not see another trailer, did not see any clips, did not read any press, did not know that Richard E. Grant was in the movie. That was a delightful surprise. <laughs> um, and uh, knew nothing going in until the movie started today. Josh, you don't you don't go hard at, like Ron and I do for Media Blackout. No, I don't think I watched the... I saw the teaser. I don't think I watched anything after that because I don't remember watching it. And I didn't know anything about the movie at all. Like, I knew J.J. Abrams was doing it. That's about all I knew. I didn't know who wrote it or anything like that. And I didn't, yeah. It's basically, I mean, mostly, like, I was watching, I was like, oh, I don't know anything about this. Yeah. Which is kind of, okay. It's glorious. I love that. Connor, how about so, you? Um, so, I was on full media blackout. I didn't see the teaser. Um, and I go to a lot of films, and I'm always, like, on edge that, that the trailer's going to pop up. And... I made it until the very last movie that I saw this year before Star Wars, which was Knives Out, where they played the trailer. Ironic. And I shut my eyes, and I plugged my ears, and I started making noises in my head, and I was man- I managed to block out everything except for Palpatine's voice. So then I was like, oh, well, fuck, Palpatine's in the movie. So that was ruined. And then, which would have been a nice surprise not knowing that. And then... Uh, some very well-meaning members of the uh, fanboy uh, community spoiled the wedge appearance, so that that I knew that going. In. Oh, I'm sorry. I had no idea about that. I <laughs> knew. I did know about that. Uh, I can't how say it bothered know? me. Oh, I, I I was gonna say, how did you know about that? But I realized that people probably bait you with wedge content a lot, huh? No, I mean maybe I saw the simplest. Well, it was, it was posted just... into our iFanboy patron Facebook page, and again, uh, I'm see. not mad. I... They were they were very excited for us because they know we love Wedge. Uh, just that I didn't know about uh, it. It would have been, I would have had the reaction that you had, Ron, when it happened. <laughs> I think I did. I did my best. So Connor and I were sitting. Um, our respective significant others were in between us. So and uh-huh. I wanted because if I sat next to him, sure. I, I would have been reacting the entire movie. And I'm pretty sure, like only I, I only leaned over and looked over. A couple of times yeah. and only intently once, and that was once Wedge, Wedge hit the screen. Yeah, so I knew that was I, coming, and Palpatine was spoiled for me. And everything else, 
I didn't see I didn't see any imagery other than you know a flash here and there before you can change the channel when it, when it comes on TV or 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 whatever. But I didn't see any trailers. I didn't know really what was happening, uh, which was good. I mean, you you knew things like Lando was in it. You knew that kind of yeah. stuff from the poster. All right, let's let's, let's get to the movie. Okay, we, we got that established. I will say, aside from Richard E. Grant, the greatest thing about this movie was Oscar Isaac in that like scarf. <laughs> rolled up sleeves gloves look that he had on that planet with the skiffs where they had the chase the skiff chase uh, uh, oscar isaac is just a handsome man <laughs> you had you had his roguishness turned to 11 he they really it was funny because we were we were we were i was talking to my wife as we were analyzing on the subway and i did i i so all, all in all i well let's get that out of the way i i liked it i mostly liked it i, I didn't love it i didn't hate it um I was maybe more aware of the erasing of Ryan Johnson than I needed to be. Um, and as we were talking about it, I thought that the, you know, the through line of the story was pretty straight and narrow with just a couple of little detours, not as dramatic as the last Jedi had where that you had these wide detours that were just distracting and, and, and really broke up the linear of the movie. But I did notice there was a, you know, B plot or C plot of trying to bring Poe Dameron down closer to the underground than to the angelic hero pilot perfection purity position that he was in in The Force Awakens. Well, just giving him some story, some backstory. Exactly. I mean, we yeah, didn't really yeah. know anything about him still after two films. So yeah, no, agreed. Yeah, so I thought I, I thought that was interesting. I just I, but it, and it was the only distraction. Didn't help the main story in any way, um, but gave us a little gave us a little more personality to Oscar Isaac, which is never he. I mean, he oozes personality. So personally, he didn't even need the backstory. He just oozed personality. So. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Loved it. I loved it. I love it more the more I talk about it and think about it. I obviously wasn't perfect. There were some things that didn't necessarily work, but um, you know, and at the end of our last Jedi review, I said I hope JJ comes back and writes the ship, and he did everything I hoped he would do. It, it, I don't think it, it reached the soaring heights of the Force Awakens, but it, I thought it got really close. And yeah, as a wrap up of forty two years, um, I thought they did a really good job of bringing all the characters... I mean, you know, if you think about it, everyone was in this movie. All the old characters were in this one movie. And yep. that was really great. I, I mean, I, there were things I would have done maybe a little differently, things I would like liked done a little differently, things I would like more of, less of, but overall, I, I loved this movie, and I'm very excited to see it again. Josh, counterpoint? I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I was annoyed the entire time, and every other scene, I said, why are they doing this? Why are they fighting their way to go find the thing and then lose it and get destroyed? And the droid knows, but he can't say anything because there's another difficulty here for no reason at all. Why did a bunch of ships pop out from nowhere to help them? Just million ships that Lando well, got. They, they went off and Why? got them. I have okay, a whole. I have a thought about that, but we'll get to it. it but was, <laughs> it was like the Deus, Deus Ex Machina factory. The first third of it, every time anybody spoke, it was terrible dialogue. I was like, who the hell wrote this, and where's Lawrence Kasdan? And I was like, oh, it's the guy who wrote all the awful DC movies. I see. Who was it? The, uh, Chris Terrio. He wrote uh, Superman, Dawn of Justice. He wrote the Justice League movie. He and wrote Argo. He won an Oscar for that. Yeah, that was, that was a, weirdly, that was a really good movie. But that's like Ryan Johnson. He's done one good movie. I think the... Just like the last movie, the only thing I really liked out of it was uh, the Ray and Kylo Ren stuff. 
or like there's sort of her journey towards the Jedi. And I thought there was a real sense of, I don't know. I, okay. So I hate it's probably strong, but like overall, like I liked things and didn't like things. But when I walked out, I was, it, I was not feeling good about it. Um, I, but I, I, I was very compelled by to find, to find out what was going to happen with Ray. Cause I, for a little bit, yeah. are they going to make a tough choice here? They're going to re- like, so that was kind of interesting. Well, I mean, I, I, it's funny. It's funny because I, I, I agree with you on, on I, I agree with both of you. It's funny because, I mean, once again, the three of us, one is on one is on the far left, one is on the far right and one of us is in the middle. Um, you know, I, I I walked out with a positive feeling and, and more of a, a sense of relief, I think. And just now, you know, the consternation and the kind of the the agonizing over this stuff is I kind of felt a little free now. But um, the I, I did. I, and I was again. I was on the subway with my wife talking about it, and I was saying, I was like, "Geez, how many times are you gonna make us think someone we love is dead or or gone forever, and then bring them back twenty minutes later?" You know, like that. That what? was a that was a bit of a yo yo that isn't normally a Star Wars thing. Um, the the that, Chewbacca thing, for example. That's that's another good. Like, they blew up the ship, and then it wasn't him. But there was no reason for it or or explanation well, it was or playing with our expectations that they were going to be killing off you know all the i know but people, you have so. to you have to do something clever to at least make me think that it was just like nope look over here he's fine and we well, just yeah exactly because that, that's, that's the because th- that's the thing is that i thought that the scene with with, really well. with ray and kylo ren and and them using the force and controlling the ship and all that sort of stuff and then the explosion of lightning yeah. out of ray was that that was really great and then it had yeah. weight and like and when they said chewie's gone like i got i got teared up i got upset because i'm like oh it was like that book all over again remember yes. that book yeah. and yeah and i was just like that oh, was god that was and, a stronger choice. To yeah, and 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 I almost rather they just kept Chewie dead than just be like, mm-hmm. oh no, he's fine. No, I would have been I would have been really upset because I, I, oh, I would have been the, I wouldn't like the way they did it. So I was very happy when he was revealed to be. I, I totally bought into it. So I loved the reveal of it. Yeah, I, but I then, loved and that it was tied into her her being on the knife's edge of the dark side. Um, yeah, I thought I thought that worked really well. And then the same thing with three PO, where it's like he's got to make the sacrifice to give yep. them the information he needs, and they're like, "Oh, he can't," you know, he, you know, and and like, what R two's didn't back him up. Astromech storage is is horrible. And then just like fast forward, R two just boop and yeah. reboots him, and it's just so like you it have didn't matter. Well, what do you, you what do you guys think to... you're watching? You're watching a Star Wars movie. Everything's gonna turn out okay in the end. That's what no, ha- that's it what's doesn't though. Especially, but it's, especially but... the last chapter of the saga, everyone's going to be okay. And yeah. so I, the the C three PO moment worked really well for me because he was nothing but a bad. Joke joke machine up until that point so that when he has this heroic turn where he makes a serious moment or he's going to give up his personality his memories and he he wants a moment to look at all of his friends was really heartfelt to to for a character i was really getting sick of yeah and i thought it worked out really well and then of course you have to you have to save him at the end you can't star wars is a, is a at the end of the day it's all ages fable you can everything has to turn out okay at the end that's it's a it's yeah. a hero's journey tell that to han solo well he yeah. he died but he, he sacrificed himself because the actor doesn't want to do it anymore they didn't want to kill Han Solo. All right. Anyway, well, let's get back to back to the film now. But so, um, and also he came back. I I am conflicted with the use of Palpatine. Yep. Just where because, the hell did he come from? Why is that a thing? Exactly because because and th- and that's the thing is that like what I think these three movies lacked and honestly, it all goes back to the Ryan Johnson detour. Well, he fucked is it that, up, and they, this is—they salvaged yeah. it for me the best they could possibly do. No, I agree. I totally agree. But but the but the thing that the Force Awaken Force Awakens to Last Jedi to Rise of Skywalker lacked is a cohesive, constant threat, and I guess that's supposed to be Kylo Ren. But not really, because he's the Darth Vader character. 
Right, no, but Darth Vader was the constant threat throughout the whole thing, and we only got, you know, we got a glimmer yeah. of the, the Emperor, no mention of the Emperor in, in Star Wars, a, a a glimmery hologram of the Emperor in Empire, and then the Emperor is is a major uh, role in Jedi, right? And I was really thinking about this, because, you know, Force Awakens, there's no, you know, Snoke is a, is a glimmery hologram, then we see Snoke, and he gets dispatched, with, you know, in, in the second Snoke, one. Snoke didn't then, matter. Snoke was a complete Snoke, Snoke waste never of time. mattered. Never right, mattered. And that's, and that's part of the problem with... Yeah. Um, and I don't want to. I don't want to relitigate the last Jedi because I'm really sick of talking about it. But it's hard. But you. But it's hard not to because so, so much of this movie was was meant to undo the, that. Basically, because it, it it took the whole story off track. It's, I was right, talking to somebody yeah. else I know, and they were saying the worst thing that, about the last Jedi was that it wasn't part two of a story. Yeah, exactly. It basically started I, over. It was, it was like a second part one. And while watching this movie, I was I thought to myself, other than Luke's death, the last Jedi had no bearing on this film. Yep. Like there's no there's no connective tissue between the Force Awakens and well no no there there is there is because it's there's it, very it, little it, if you've never seen the Last Jedi you can watch this no, movie the first no movie no 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 I will disagree I will say that the I will say that the well the the Kylo Ray stuff you know developed and they they introduced the the, the teleporting you know like that that kind of force power which is which was which I liked which 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 got even more you know expanded on in this movie so it did establish that now here I'm in defending the Last Jedi but honestly what happened at the Battle of Crate when they put out the call and nobody came back, sets up the finale of here. Sure, and, but you also you know, don't need it. It didn't. You, you don't need it. Fair, but but don't say that it didn't didn't drive anything into this movie. And I don't forget we got, and don't forget we got Rose. You know, she was such a huge uh, uh, factor in this movie. Um, it but just, it, I it want just, to agree with you, but I'm also afraid to agree with you on that because I don't have a problem with the character in any neither way. Neither do I. Neither but do I. I'm, I'm, one, I'm, I'm was, trolling in that regard. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> when she was, but when she was in this, it was like she has nothing to do. There's no reason for her to be here. She right. was, she was uh, Finn in the last movie. <laughs> well, it's not that. And then, then you had like, like Finn gets a girlfriend, sorta for no reason. Who, by the way, I'm with you? Who, and who? Wait, by the way, we need. I think we need to. I think we need to fast forward to the very, very end when uh, they're celebrating the victory and everybody's hugging and and kissing and all that sort of stuff. And and then you see Finn's new friend, and she's sitting next to Lando, who turns yeah. to her and goes, "Well, where are you from?" And she's like, "I don't know." And he goes, "Well, let's find out together." And what did that mean? Was he hitting on was, her? Was he was her father? Was he... <laughs> I, I, no, I loved it because it, it, yeah. it could mean anything you want. It's a Rorschach. It's a Rorschach sheet. Anyone can you can you can apply any meaning to that scene. It was terrific. No, it was not, great. Not yes, purposeful. it was great. Like I threw my hands up and I was like, "That's ridiculous." No, it was the, it was one of the best scenes in the whole movie. Lando being Lando. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> you truly belong here amongst the clouds. <laughs> oh. We loved it. We, that was the first thing we talked about after the movie was over. On and it was a great scene. I did. I did though think I was like, "Wow, he's much better at being Lando than Donald Glover." And I liked watching Donald Glover as Lando. Yeah. But I was like, "No, no, he's he's really good at being Lando." Ironically. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I didn't see the Palpatine twist coming with Ray. I thought that was a great twist because everyone was expecting her to be a Skywalker, especially with the title of the of the film. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so having her be the granddaughter I, of of Palpatine was cool for me. I because I didn't see it coming at all. And thinking about it in the mythology, it does make sense. And like it is kind of like the yin to the yang. And it's, it, you know, like we're, we're so trained to think that Skywalker, 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 and they're the only people with any force stuff and the balance of the force and stuff like that. But when you think about what Palpatine did, Palpatine did in the prequels and in the original trilogy, he's a major player in the force side of it. And, and you know, even though we never knew he had any offspring, I thought that twist of her being a Palpatine. And then, and then, but the thing to, to Josh's point then, to hear 
Luke or Luke or whomever say like, oh, yeah, we always knew we knew as soon as we met you, but we saw the good in you and we trained you. Or, ah, I don't know about that. I mean, that's a little that's a little, you know, um, uh, after the fact kind of making it well, work. But I, by the way, Ron, do you know do you have a contact for me? Because I have a pitch for um, Papa Palpatine and it's about <laughs> him growing, you know, him, him like having a kid and like put away your shoes. <laughs> So let's, let's get back to Palpatine, actually, because we got derailed of that conversation. So to me, it makes sense because, again, they have to salvage not having a villain through line when clearly Kylo Ren's story is to be redeemed. That's from, right. That was clear yes. from The Force Awakens. So they, Ren Johnson dispatches with Snoke. He never introduces anyone else, so they have to do something. And they can't introduce a new character in the third film because then you've got to learn about someone totally new, so they have to go back to Palpatine. They may, it, it's a problem-solving exercise. Are you going to tell me that he survived what happened does, in Jedi? Sure. He's, he's, it doesn't matter. It, it, these, no, are all I, magical, I can, these are all magical beings. I can buy that, but here's the deal. I have to think, and this is the problem that I have with the entire thing, it feels like they didn't plan any of this out. Yeah. Like, yeah, what's, what show? What show? A Lost. <laughs> it feels like they started it, they did a thing, and then they gave it to another guy. Like, they passed the yo-yo to him, and he went, okay, there's all this stuff. And they were all like, crap, how are we going to get back? It's amazing to me that this multi-billion dollar enterprise didn't have a story department who went, boom, boom, boom. These are the things that happened. Which is, that's, which is that's funny normal. Speaking, that's crazy. Which is funny because speaking from professional experience and, and knowledge or whatever is that they have one of the most buttoned up, tightly monitored story department in terms of what can be told and what can't be told and positioning and all yeah. that sort of stuff. And But for some reason – I, you know, and I think a part of it is that, you know, the fact that when he did The Force Awakens, uh, you know, and this movie, they're both bad robot productions. And J.J. Abrams went and did it on Clover on Cloverfield Lane and didn't, you know, he 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 wasn't part of Lucasfilm. And that and and to a certain degree, they just kind of let him do it because he's J.J. Abrams. And yeah. then then as opposed to dictating what story should be and you get Clone Wars and Rebels and like all that sort of stuff that Dave Filoni and all those guys are pushing, they had to see what he did and then react to it. And make it work in the larger universe, and that's the problem. Um, I gotta admit, right now, I, uh, right now, I do, and I doubt he'll see it, or he, maybe he will, or whatever. But I, I feel bad for Lucas. Lucas has just got to be like agonizing over this because this is his like his story, and it just got mangled. I don't know that it got mangled. Yeah, I really don't. Yeah. It was really fun. It was an adventure, and it felt like a nice. Oh, it was fun. The, a really nice capper to the whole trilogy. I was, I was really. Happy to see how much extra footage of Leia they had to incorporate yeah. her into the film. Yeah. Clearly, from the watching the way it was paced out, she was going to be the main, you know, legacy character in this one. So to have her at least be part, big, big part of the first act was really nice. Yeah, I thought she, I thought she worked really well in her role, and 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 then you know, and how they handled her passing and all that stuff. Why did was, that kill her? Because why did it kill Luke? Because it used so much. I mean, like, I know why I did the, 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 exactly what these what these movies explored was the toll of like yeah. mega force usage takes on people. Mm-hmm. You know, except for the Emperor. Except for the Emperor, well, right? He was cloned. It was it, to me. It was like no different than Captain America getting put in a machine and Red Skull pressing a button. It comes back in Captain America Rebirth. It's like it's like you can't. That's not the point of the story. And it's if my, you harp my, on that, then you're done. I have. I'm done. I have. Uh, Several favorite things, and one of them is Palpatine on a giant robotic arm. 
Well, the, the, thing, the thing about that, I, I hate to I hate to make the example, but this was basically Cameron Hodge in the end of Extinction Agenda and the X-Men in the early 1990s, where he, he became so cyborgy, whatever, that it was just a head on top of this this kind of serpentine neck attached to a machine. And I was like, oh, I've seen that before. Like, it was just the design is very similar. Sooner, though. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I, I would have liked everything with him a lot more if I knew he was on the end of a giant arm. Yeah. The whole time. <laughs> Like right, what else? What it was else very like classic that? sci-fi. It was very I classic sci-fi. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I'm not. I got a tear in my eye when Wedge showed up, and it was like a frame and a half. I was like, oh, "It's." And I'm. I don't. Even, I mean, half of my shtick with him is is you know largely ironic, but it actually turned into actual emotion, which was weird. That's great. You had him for one take, one take, Lawson. <laughs> yeah, but he nails it. My idea for him was, and I wish we'd seen him more, and I wish we'd seen him at the end, but yeah. um, my idea for him was he came in, the battle was won, and he went off to win the next battle. Like, somewhere else yep. in the galaxy, there's a battle that Wedge needs to be involved in because it needs yep. to be won. Exactly. And if you need to win a battle, you get you need you get Wedge. And what's great is that, that he's on it for, like, nanosecond, and I knew the haircut, everything. Uh-huh. I'm like that. I was like, that's, yep. like, that's Wedge. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, for me, it was not a, is that? It was, that is. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that. Actually, and then finally, like the very last thing that happened in the movie, I thought was was really good. The the naming that was great. The renaming yeah. and that I got a feeling it was the same thing. When the first time I watched Force Awakens, you know, my favorite part of it was Ray gets the lightsaber in her hand. You know, after Finn gets the you know looks like he's not going to get the shit kicked out of him, but he does. And then she holds it up, and she's and then she's you know tough, and she can go toe to toe with Kylo Ren. I really I really like her. I think she's she's excellent. I think. She's, she's Daisy Ridley's terrific in this role. She's really watchable, and she's uh, she's super proud of her calves, and I think that that's important. <laughs> this, this she's always going to show those calves off, no matter what. No, but but like I don't know. There's something I don't know. Like she, she was just really really excellent casting because I bought yeah. it. I bought her insecurity, and then I mean it sort of like follows being famous over this time. Like her insecurity to then a lot of bravado but then some of it is underpinned by insecurity and like well shit am i bad or am i good or like there's all that stuff was played really well and she's like i don't know like she's obviously very beautiful and pretty but she wasn't played as a sex symbol at all you know and and just a really interesting looking and sounding and acting person i think it's one you know it's almost it's almost mark hamill like mark hamill's an odd choice you know for sort of everything that he did but he he made that work in fact she made it probably made it work better so I liked that at the beginning of the movie, you know, she, you could see she'd come a long way, and she was she was she was better with the force in this than like you know Obi Wan was in in Episode One. She was you know, and I thought that was good. She's much more powerful, and and worked. I didn't think that that was out of nowhere like I did so much of the rest of the movie. Well, there was a whole theme of choosing your family and choosing your, you know, who who your people are. Supposed, you know, she's not Palpatine's daughter, just granddaughter, just because they're born that way. She's she's got this whole new family. Are you going to wear that to the Senate? I really liked the flashback to young Luke and Leia training. Yeah, that was cool. Because you yeah. never, it almost felt like a glimpse into those books that we yeah. read in the 90s. You know, like we never get to see Leia using the Force and to see them sort of sparring, even though you got a bit of that Rogue One-ish, you know, face. I thought Luke's young face worked really well. I thought Leia's worked less well. Just that moment of seeing them sparring as as younger people was was a nice thing because Leia sort of got the short shift of that um, yeah. story. That that was really cool. I like that. That yeah, that, that I did. I, I did mean, that, that. it kind of makes me think of what what could have been. You know, I mean, like 
I still think the best sort of not Star Wars stuff I've ever read is those Zahn novels is the yeah. aftermath of what happens and like really kind of like it would have been fun to follow what Luke and Leia and Han did, you know, more immediately afterwards. Now, when they shot these movies, the way they did it makes sense. But that was sort of the story that I feel like we always wanted. Right. Well, yeah, they got it. After Jedi. It's true. But and we can have it, we can go, go read those again. It's true. It's true. Never a more compelling book have I read or a series of books. So the things I didn't like were the J.J. Abrams cavalcade of guest stars from his previous yeah. works. Yep. I get it, Greg Grunberg. He was in Force Awakens. He's in everything J.J. does. Fine. Carrie Russell, you never saw her face, even though her voice was instantly recognizable. Well, you saw her eyes, but you didn't see her full face. I couldn't tell. I was trying to figure out who it was and because I didn't. And then at the end, I looked at I went, oh. Yeah, yeah, but I really liked yeah. her flirtiness with Poe. I thought that we were. Yeah, I thought that was really good. Yeah, that, that, that was yeah, yeah. at the end where he it was, was the like, thing that were like she she hated him, hated him, angry. Instant turn. Nothing yeah. happened. It I was an instant you, turn, man. That was that was sparks from the very beginning. I, I mean, know that, but she went from the the posing and hating him. Nothing happened to change it to the I'm with you now. Yeah, nothing. I thought that was a nice arc there. U turn is not an arc. <laughs> okay, well I thought that differently. I don't like that power they introduced in the last movie about you know Ray and Ray and I like Ray and uh, Kylo being able to talk over the you know galaxies but like then it becomes a strange thing of teleporting physical objects what is where and what are the rules like hey he can now grab things from her and they can hand objects back and forth and well the but the thing, but the thing is, is that they they seeded that in La- in Last Jedi because when 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 one of them was wet, remember, and then the, then the root, then the other one was wet, or there was water in the thing. Like I don't know. I mean, it, the 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 fact that something was going on between the two of them with with so much force energy manifested in them as offspring. I, I, fine, I'll take a new a new aspect of the force. I liked it. My liked my that. problem was you never knew what it was happening when it wasn't. So when they were fighting on. Keeps you on your toes. On the pl- no, but not in a good way. When they're fighting on the on the planet where the Death Stars crashed, I thought they were doing the Force thing again. But he was there. Yeah, yeah. And so it it throws their whole, all the stakes off because I'm like, why are they? Yeah, just- they 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 needed they needed a shot of him landing at that spot, and we, so you knew he was there. I do. Every time he showed up, that, I thought, oh, that, he's, that, he's that, doing that, the thing again. Yeah. And but it wasn't. It was real. So if I had known they were really fighting, would have it would have been a different set of stakes for me as a viewer than thinking they were doing the fake, the, you know, the, the fake Force fighting again. Yeah. I, I don't mind it as a communication device as in the last film. I didn't like it mm-hmm. as a thing where you can pass objects back and forth. I agree with that exactly. I didn't like that. You didn't what did it. you think? What did you think of them kissing? I thought it made sense. That made sense. Yeah. yeah. I was like, and, and, Ugh. and it also made sense that ben, that Ben died. I right? was fine with that. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. You could redeem him, but there's still a very big problem with that. Well, cause, yeah, because also because it can't like he can't show up to the celebration and be like, "Hi guys," you know, like it's <laughs> exactly he's too no, far yeah. gone. Yeah, it's, it's the, the same Darth way Vader. Vader yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it, 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 you know, Finn liked her, Poe liked her, everyone liked her. Obviously, why not? She's, you know, gorgeous. But those calves. She only really had the strange chemistry with with Kylo, so yeah, it made sense that they that they went that way, and they had to introduce other love partners for the other ones even if they were just hinted at because otherwise they're just running around like puppies after her the entire movie they're doing that in the first act where they're sort of jockeying for her attention and so they had to do something to get rid of so they had to bring back Poe's ex and then they brought the new girl in for for Finn and because she's going off in another direction why were Finn and Poe testy with each other up until the point that they decided that they wouldn't be anymore they weren't really testy with they were just peacocking for Rey 
Yeah, I think they're peacocking for Ray, and then and for me, it gave me a sense of because because one of the questions that came up after seeing was how much time passed between Last Jedi and this, and you know, and usually with Star Wars movies, the you know the the precedent has been like about three to five years, you know, yeah. like kind of like a except for Last Jedi broke that where it picks up you know almost immediately after the Force Awakens, but I did get I, I did get the sense through all through Ray training with Leia, but then also just through the you know like the the same way that you got the feeling with Han and Luke and everybody that they'd been through some shit since the last movie yeah and they mentioned right? some, uh, some things yeah they, yeah some battles and things yeah and so so the testiness i picked up on is just them being like in in the same ship for years doing stuff and and running missions and all this sort of stuff and just getting you know kind of frustrated and all and all so so that that actually helped as the pressure mounts yeah, yeah. they're losing they're basically losing the, the fight so they're getting yeah. they're get the pressure's cracking them I will say, I will say, I made this comment to Connor, and he dismissed it. But Josh, I'll make it to you with the when Lando and Chewie arrive with the whole galaxy of of ships with them. I, I didn't ask the question that that didn't someone because both movies were being made similarly at the same time. Didn't someone who had read the Endgame script read this script and say, uh, "You guys have the same beat"? <laughs> because like literally, it was it was the on your left scene from Endgame. But with mm-hmm. spaceships, and honestly, more I think this one was more effective. I only dismiss it because I don't remember that scene from Endgame. Because how I, do you not remember that scene from Endgame? I didn't like that movie very much, and I've forgotten all about it. I, I've seen it a lot, as you can. I imagine. think it worked better in this film, which is what Josh just said. It, wor- it worked better in this because of I just didn't the- say that. I hate, I do, I don't know why it happened. Well, yeah, I don't know I what event happened in the universe. They talked about it twice. How they were setting it up. Chewie and Lando went off and they, and they 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 sent a message. I don't know. They, they, the they, last they, thing I heard was that everybody's lost hope. No one's coming to help us. Right. Then they go in against these terrible odds. They're about to lose, and then everybody shows up. So, well, so, so listen, hang on. When they took off from the planet for the battle, we watch it. When they t- when they take off for the battle, the Falcon goes one way, and everyone else goes another way. I know because they they said that two legends of the original war were going to ask for help, and they were people would listen to them. They're going to listen to Lando. Lando yeah. gave it. Hey, hey, everybody. This is Lando Calrissian of Cod City. <laughs> We're going to need your help. <laughs> here, are the, here, here are the coordinates of a very difficult journey, but come with us. <laughs> now, we all have to get there at the same time, like three Fords crossing the finish line. Well, they had to the gather same. together so they could follow the path in, so they would all come at the same time. Yeah, yeah. yeah it all tracked. <laughs> The, the sheer the sheer um, logistics of coordinating that many ships across the galaxy light light speed yeah. be damned. I'm trying to go I, out to dinner with five people. Yeah, it's very difficult. <laughs> to me, um, it was very similar to that scene in Dunkirk where you pull back and all the ships are coming. Like it, to me, that was yeah. that was the most emotional I got. The entire movie was when all the ships appeared. Well, if you remembered Endgame, that was also the most emotional moment of Endgame. But um, I don't remember Endgame very well. <laughs> bizarre. Um, Interestingly but it, enough, it, it, our theater the most. The biggest reaction, and you tell me if I'm crazy, Ron, was when what's his name said, "I'm the spy." Yes, that was the biggest reaction of the whole fucking movie. Come out of nowhere, and then and then and then they killed him. After the film, we talked about it. It should have been Richard E. Grant's character the entire time. He was uh, much wh- how how they didn't cast Richard E. Grant from The Force Awakens and have him be the Tarkin throughout all these things. Yeah. Richard E. Grant was such genius casting and it brought gravitas to the Imperial side of it. Like uh, like uh, I, I you know I'm already a huge Richard E. Grant fan. I had no idea he was in the movie. I giggled when I first saw him, and then he just played it so well. It did it, play like, it really well. It was great. Was, I mean, he's a true. He, he harkened back to the old trilogy of those are the kind of actors they had playing imperial yeah. officers, right. and so he felt Monty terrific. Ta- well, I found I found Hux to be very funny and entertaining the whole time, but in comparison to a person who actually had like threat against them, and he just kept getting more Weasley. He was in over his head. Yeah, but again, it was like I'm the spy. <laughs> 
Oh, well, it, it was too. I mean, honestly, I, it worked for me because I've I've had a corporate project destroyed by someone who only wants to see his rival lose. Oh my so God. that was exactly what what he did. He only was a spy because he hated pride. So to me, it was like, yeah. I, and it was a project involving Disney. So it made sense to me that <laughs> that some, there was an internal strife amongst executives, and that's how the that's how that happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was incredibly fun for me. I liked the all the old Jedi talking to Rey at the end to you know buck her up. Uh, I didn't hear all the voices, but I I'm looking. Saw him in the I saw him in the credits. Yeah, yeah, and I'm looking him up here, and there's a lot. You know, they have voices from the cartoon. They have you know I heard Liam Neeson and obviously Frank Oz, Samuel Jackson, Samuel L. Jackson, Ewan McGregor, Alec Guinness, Peyton Christensen was in there, and then a bunch of the characters from the cartoons were in there too. I I just thought that worked really well as a way to sort of tie it all together, and also I thought the Han Solo scene was terrific. I yeah, really did. Was, I thought that was great. Big surprise. Didn't expect to see that. I didn't expect but, it at all. But but here but here's but now now to play the the other side of the coin of it is that that kicked off a parade of old people Which in was that why in I'm that here. in that you 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 get Han Solo and then you cut to Akchu and Luke appears and 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 gives Ray the pep talk and then and you know and then we see Lando like it just it like I just would have liked a little more breathing room before that it just felt like okay we got to get all these guys out and I understand the role that they have like Han helped Ben do you know get reclaimed and do what he had to do and 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 you know so, Luke said you know and I will say I got choked up when when Luke pulled out the X wing and and yeah. you know like like that yeah. you know like it, it all scene by scene it worked but when you pull back and look at it from the timeline. It just felt very kind of like, oh, we got to do this, we got to do this, we got to do this, and it just, it just, it, it was a, a drumbeat that I felt that was being forced down my throat. This Luke felt much more in yes. line with Luke than the last Luke, who, yes. who was agreed, clearly out of character. I, I, I was almost hoping they would do. I thought there'd be more. Because I mean, shit, they could have brought him back. They brought back Palpatine. One, well, he yeah. wasn't cloned with this, the secret Sith cloning program. Once Carrie Fisher <laughs> sadly died, I figured they would <laughs> lean more on Luke again because clearly there were like. My well, my did. idea was that the Harrison Ford scene was probably meant to be a Leia scene, you know, like oh yeah, they, yeah. they were probably meant to have her be the one who turned him. That that was Excellent. what she was going to do. Yeah, that's a good Excellent point. Excellent producer leverage to get him to come in, though. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, the, for that's, sure. that's you know, so I'm sure. I think you're right. That's Harrison that's Ford fun. would come back to to help. Carrie Fisher out, you know. So I. By the way, it went very quickly, but I just want to applaud Connor's commitment to buying into the Sith cloning program. They they never <laughs> once. Yeah, they like, said it. They compl- said it. Yeah, yeah. So um, they said it in the but, movie. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, Richard E. Grant, so good, <laughs> so so good. I, I I I it was nice to see some Ewoks. That was a nice little sure. little, little, little twist of the night. It was wicked. I like that. I like that little that little fucker who takes apart droid heads. I like that guy. Oh, he was great. I oh, he was guy. cool. That was cool. It was, like, yeah. it was Rizzo the Rat, but whatever. It was cool. <laughs> it was Rizzo the Rat, basically. And <laughs> yeah. I have no problem with that. They brought back. Uh, they brought back the weird Maz uh, Lupita Nyong'o character just to remind you that she existed. Oh, oh, oh yeah. That Wookiee metal thing was bullshit. <laughs> I mean, he should have gotten one, sure, but what the hell? What's that for? Yeah, that it was, was her, weird. It was hers, I thought wasn't she was it? gonna. I thought she was gonna grab him and kiss his face. I would have liked that. Better yeah, I thought that was gonna happen too. That yeah. should have had the medal. I was like, what? I thought yeah. it was Leia's medal. Did you see? Did you see there? There was a wide shot at the end, and Chewie is showing three PO the medal, continuing the ongoing saga of Chewie three PO conversations in the background. Oh. 
<laughs> which are stuff. which are my favorite moments of the movies, like the end of Jedi when like Luke and Leia talk, when no, and Han and Leia are talking on Endor, and Mine's... in the background, in the background, you just see Chewie and three PO having an intense conversation. <laughs> Love it. My favorite thing uh, is is seeing a recognizable actor and go, "Are they going to have anything to do?" Nope. Dom. Mary Tom Monahan, yeah. that was he was distracting. The audience laughed when he showed up on screen. That was a bad yeah. choice. Yeah, yeah. I, I, listen, if you want your friend to be in the in the film, fine. Put him in a mask. Lin Manuel yeah. Miranda was a stormtrooper. You can do that with whoever you want. Yeah, yep. you know that's the kind of stuff that, that, that you sort of I sort of winced at. But ultimately, I mean, he killed Greg Grunberg's character, so that was that was a surprise. Yeah, that yeah that was. Yeah. Overall, so let's this is it for the Skywalker. I think it's a number. Are you gonna make me do that? It, not yet. In a minute, you can start thinking about it now. So this is the end for the saga. Oh, we have to do our order now, don't we? And we'll, and we'll have to do them in order. So, okay. How do we feel overall? This trilogy, honored. Just, no, I mean this trilogy. This trilogy unfortunately fell short, and it's, it's all because of the Last Jedi. I mean, I, I mean, I know, I know we're going back to you know putting the Last Jedi on trial and stuff like that, but that is the real blip in it. It's just the the the, the lack of vision. The, 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 it should have been one vision across all three movies. Yeah, yeah. JJ should have done all three movies. He really yeah. should have done all three movies. But they should have had to turn in an outline to say what that was going to be, <laughs> because track record. No, you show your work this because time, buddy. You know, originally, uh, people can say, "Well, there were three different directors," but the fact of the matter is, George was. George was yes. running the show yes. for all three. It was one yes. per- person's vision yes. for all three. Listen, Richard Marquand was, was saying action, but he <laughs> so, had very little vision. He looked over and George <laughs> gave him a well nod and he said action. <laughs> he may as well have had to Frank Oz's hand up his ass. It's- so <laughs> to, to me, I think Josh is absolutely astute. It should have been someone's complete vision of the story because it yeah. really went off the rails. Yeah, I won't actually lay everything at the feet. No, no, of, I'm, that's fine. I will. Of Je- no, of Jedi, a Last Jedi or whatever the fuck it is. I think that The Force Awakens is a really entertaining, fun movie, but I think that there were a lot of things in it that needed to be paid off in a really good way. And, and I mean, it would have helped if it was one thing all the way through. But in comparison now, for me, this is my answer is obviously going to be different than Connor's, but going backwards in time, then that is less interesting because of how, how it ended. There's all these sort of mysteries that are there as the sake of mysteries and don't really mean anything and they had to pay them off in this weird pacing because of the fact that they had a completely different guy do the middle movie who didn't want to make the kind of movie that the guy who made the first and the third movie made. Mm-hmm. And just like and to me, that makes the whole just, cards fall down. But yeah, the math, the math doesn't add up. Yes. That's the problem. Yeah. It retroactively makes the ones that came before it less interesting. Where oddly enough, I, you know, this is sort of neither here nor there, but like I just watched Rogue One again, which I did not like. And I think we came on the show. I was let. Then I watched it like two weeks ago, and I was like, "That's really good. I enjoyed it." <laughs> so who knows? <laughs> I mean, I'm willing to, you know, I my opinion changes over time or whatever. Uh, I have not seen the Last Jedi again, and I don't plan to. Yeah, I don't know. But for right now, and it's funny because I know we're we're doing the show, and I was like, I want to do this show immediately after I see it, so I remember my thoughts and everything. But I've also remembered that when my thoughts are very uh, pointed, uh, sometimes that's a short term thing. Yeah, so I don't know. Well, yeah, the thing is, I mean, we're, I mean, like Connor and I literally saw it, you know, uh, you know, less than 12 hours ago. So like, you know, eight, eight hours ago or so. So it's it's um, it's still very fresh. And like I keep saying, like a lot of my coworkers, like, what do you think? What do you think? I'm like, oh, there's a lot to unpack. Like and someone asked me, like, well, thumbs up or thumbs down or like in the, in between. And I, I said, ah, right now I'm like in between tilting towards thumbs up. You know, so like I didn't, I didn't, like I said, I didn't hate it, like you know, or, or have major problems and break it down with Last Jedi. But at the same time, 
it was hard for me to overcome you know, because the thing is, like I, I joke about it, but this is, I mean, this story and, and the, you know, the original trilogy is the closest, like we were born in 77. Like we, this is the closest thing to religion I have. I believe right? I, and, it's true. It's true. That's it's true. Like, yeah, it's not a joke. Like it's literally like, and like we're laughing, making jokes about Richard Marquand, but the amount of knowledge we have about the original trilogy, the books that we poured into it and just everything that we've invested into it. And it's almost like, I almost feel detached emotionally from this yes. movie because I know that nothing can ever fill in and the void will. or fi- and nothing no. will right if you hate this movie it doesn't take away from the first three it doesn't no, exactly. take away agreed, that, agreed. any of that experience to me all I'm looking for these films is is are they fun are they enjoyable do I get it are the, is the cast charming do they use the original characters in a, in a fun way to me the strength of this film was that they were all together and they, they and what yes. happened in the first film was they all they all played off each other so well that and we lost that in the second film. So, so then the first arc, the first act of this film here is basically Ray, Finn, and and Poe on a on a bunch of missions together, and that was great because they are. Oh, they had to go get the broadcast energy transmitter. And Poe and Poe wasn't really with them in the first film, so we had the added the added you know third element of of him and and Oscar Isaac is terrific, and so. I just loved them working well together, and that 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 was the strength of this, and that's what the last movie lacked. And and that and that and actually, I found myself coming out of this movie want, like kind of sad that they're ending this because yeah. I want to see more adventures of the three of them. Yeah. You know, like the the last shot of the three of them hugging and like and and like you know like you know Poe, Ray, Finn, Chewie, three PO, R two, BB eight. You know, uh, you know in in the X wing and in the uh, Millennium Millennium Falcon. Like, I want to see more of that. Let's talk real quick before we wrap up. The character who got the biggest short shrift in this whole trilogy is R2D2. Wait, Gentiles. R2D2. Oh. Yeah. Agreed. He got he got BB8 yes. out out of off screen to basically be hang out at the, at the base and not do anything. And that was a bummer. Yeah. And then he got replaced by Ronnie James Dio the robot. <laughs> then, when he said Dio, I was like, does anybody else think that's funny? Because that shit's funny. <laughs> and then, of course, the fucking Porgs had to make one more appearance. Like, of course they had to do that. Like, God yeah. damn it. You know what? That was one thing in the movie that actually had purpose. Because I was like, okay, I know where she is then. Sure. But yeah. I was just like, oh, fucking Porgs, of course. Uh, yeah, that, that doesn't that, – those don't even come close to Bob. So what, what I think is interesting here is that – like I said, there were a couple of moments where I had an actual uh, emotional reaction where it really worked with me. And I can't fake that. I can't let things, you know, other things that are bothering me don't affect that. It's a, it's a real thing. You can't, it's just, it is an organic thing that happens. And to me, it's like, there just wasn't much of that in the whole, this whole trilogy. And there's reasons like, Hey, I, I will, I constantly go back to this. It's just not made for me anymore. And also you've got all these different generations of people. Now, people who grew up with star Wars, people who were old when star Wars, you know, who were, you know, remember going to see star Wars originally, there's us, you know, we lived through the time where nobody talked about star Wars until Kevin Smith talked about star Wars. And then everybody talked about star Wars. Then there's people who are now in their thirties who watched, you know, the prequels when they were 11 and they have a whole different thing. And they're crazy. Well, it's just it's just, everybody's coming from a different place. Of course, that's just a generational saga. That's why it's. Yeah, but well, here's the thing. So difficult. in that, my my initial thought was, well, you can't make everybody happy doing that. Like yeah. you just can't. But then I was thinking about the Marvel movies, and I was like, well, that isn't even more generations of people, and they seem to make pretty much everybody happy. Well, they're not. They're not building a forty years of movie story. No, they're building off seventy years of comic book. But story. no one, no, one no not cares really. Also, if you're talking about who got the short shrift, it's the prequel people. Other, yeah, other, oh, than, sure. other than some audio cues. They had it coming. Well, obviously, they're lunatics, but... 
Other than some audio cues, there, I mean, there's, there's it's not like any prequel characters showed up in the no movie. Idea. It's not like Captain Tanaka got a cameo in the final battle like everybody else did, you know? Rick Olay. Uh, well, they're all, you know, it's like the Irishman, but with Rick Olay. <laughs> Uh, but the uh, uh, planet city. I'm just glad. I'm just glad that really what it's missing was that when Palpatine was talking about the the Sith cloning process, he could say, "Look, we're harvesting midichlorians," and then I would have walked out. I would yeah, so. burn this theater down. So that's an, at least that didn't happen. Yeah, exactly. Did you yeah. see those little vials all around him? The midichlorian vials. Yeah, <laughs> that's what but those say, were. The same midichlorian on the side. They've little little <laughs> Gillette razor uh, uh, tools to analyze that's what it. I, that's what I wanted to see more of. Little little tubes of Harry's. <laughs> <laughs> I like that there was a lot of Sith at the end. It wasn't that stupid two. There are two Sith thing from the prequels. That never made sense. What I really did actually like was the idea that Palpatine was the sum total of all Siths and yeah. Rey was the sum total of all Jedi, and like, and that's what the conflict was. And really r- brings the question now is that like, so does Rey still have powers, or does that all float away when when she was brought back to life? And like, is basically the whole Force and everything no, gone? No, no, no. Or... Clearly, she's she's a Jedi. She made her own li- yellow lightsaber at the end, and she's right. Yeah, true. That's a good point. So then, yeah, so the then yellow is, though, is, I thought, is, what's is, yellow? Mean? I don't know. Nothing. It's just it's the color of the stone. No, but I thought that – see, it's all, it's hard now to figure out which stuff matters and which isn't because I was thinking the whole time. I was like, there's only supposed to be two, right. which doesn't make sense at all. And also, here's a genuine question. In uh, in Palpatine's underground dark stadium, yeah. at first there were all the voices around, and I was like, is this like in that scene in uh, uh, The Two Towers, you know, where they go underground to get the, all the green dead people? Oh, you thought maybe the ghosts there? would show up? I thought they were no. I thought they were. The, I thought the voices and the, you know, all that was. And then it was like, are there people in the stands? Yeah, there were. Who the hell were they? The Sith. All right. That's what I mean. That's that's what I was talking about. I like that there was like thousands of Sith that were. What do they do? Where have they been? What's going on with them? What's the deal there? They were getting trained. I guess. Always two there are. <laughs> or two hundred thousand. That's better. That's more. That's more and scary. Like, oh, and then I was like, "Wait, so they're gonna have to fight all these guys?" No, it's that's. I don't know. It's just, there's a lot. Le- there's a lot left on the table. All right. So do we want to do ratings first or rankings first? Ratings, rankings. Rating. Let's do ratings. Ratings. Scale of, uh, of one to five. One to five. All right. What do we normally do? We do one to five. Okay. Do the. You do the number that you. I know you've been gone a long time. We did a T-shirt. Right. Okay. Ratings. 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 Josh, go first. Why do I have to go first? Because yours the number is the lowest. We're building up. 2.75. Whoa! Wow. Wow! Um, I told you I didn't like it. I'm going to go 3.75. I can't go full. I'm just, I, I don't have it in me to go full four. 4.75. Wow. Yeah. All right. There's the range. There All right, go. so now, now this is the fun part. And Josh, you get to go first. Rankings, oh, <laughs> rankings. Yeah, now that you've got your new rankings, the nine, the That's nine right. trilogy movies plus Rogue One and Solo. There's too many. I have to write this down now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go. All right, Connor, you go. A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, Force Awakens, The Rise of Skywalker, Solo. Rogue One, The Last Jedi, and then the prequels can. It doesn't really matter what number they fall in. Okay, I can, I can count, I can cat, 
beat that. You can beat that. I'm going to go Star Wars, Empire, Jedi, Force Awakens, Rogue One, Rise of Skywalker, Revenge of the Sith. Whoa! Solo and uh, Last Jedi are real tough. I'll go Last Jedi, Solo, Episode 1, Episode 2. Wow. Okay. Wow. Fascinating. Uh, Star Wars, Empire, Jedi. Everyone says Star Wars is number one. I thought that was controversial. I no. I was I used to be an Empire person, but as time go- has gone on, yep. what do I enjoy the most? I think oh, as you get older, you appreciate these sort of. It's the first one. I can't. Yeah, I have to. The wonder. Have to plus, it's, it. it's 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 self-contained. It is a full story. Huh. Yes. Yep. You don't. And need it's the also other the. Parts. It's also the one that we all still reference yeah. and hearken to the most. Yep. Even more than than you know, like it's just. Which is why in in this ranking, you know, episode one probably has a higher rating than it would, but it's because it, it's you know memory based. I'm gonna go four, five, six, seven. Rogue One, Solo. This wow. one. Wow! Wow! Last Jedi, Phantom Menace, Sith, Attack of the Clones. Wow! Wow. wow. I don't even know what's wow I about think, that. Cause I think you're both crazy. List. I think you're both crazy. <laughs> Rod, ours is almost very, is very similar, other than swapping like yeah. Solo and then... And mine and Josh's, are, your, yours and I are very similar towards the top, and mine and Josh's are similar towards the bottom. Yeah. I just I just can't, I can't, I, I, I think 3 was great. I think 3 was everything I wanted from the prequels. And I've wait, only whoa, seen whoa, it whoa. once. You just called it great. The... Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I mean, in context of the other two. Yeah. Oh my god! I only saw it the night it, I saw it in the theater. I'm glad that we're not doing any more of these because we might not allow you back on the show now. Oh, we'll do the next one in 2022. Because <laughs> you guys can't quit this job. <laughs> I can't quit you. I don't want your life. <laughs> I just I don't know what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> All right, so that's it for the Star Wars saga. 42 years in the making. I will say, looking back on it, I, I really miss when Star Wars came out in May. Because this coming out right before Christmas is just a it's, scheduling it's nightmare. I agree. It's terrible. I mean, I get it. It's like an end-of-the-year celebration, and now you've got weeks of kids being home from school to go, but man. Yeah, and mom and dad can now wait till kids go back to school again. Well, I'll be seeing it again very quick, very soon. I've got family who wants to see it. Yeah, I'm, go- I'm going to see it Monday before Christmas. I'm taking my nieces to see it. So I'm, who knows how I feel after a second viewing. But well, yeah. If one of my kids wants to go see it, I will go with them, but that's not going to happen. What are the odds of that? Yeah. I don't know. Henry went to go see The Last Jedi when he was three, and now he won't go, so who knows? Well, yeah, he's discerning. No, he's not. <laughs> so, all right, so that's the Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker uh, discussion. If you want to talk about it, you can go to fmo.com. There'll be posts for this show. And also just tweet at us or uh, Facebook or Instagram. Those are all the places we get hit from every side. And it's important to note. And of course, no one's listening now. But it's important to note we had three totally different viewpoints on this film. Yeah. So when you say I fanboy said this, it's not accurate. I will say that when all the ships, came, when the cavalry came with Lando and Chewie, and I will say the the music uh, swell got me. The music is great. John Williams did it. Yeah, the music I mean, it was great. Yeah, that that was. I mean, like that 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 just it was it was just like it was like a it was a one two punch. It was just yeah that that was very emotional. Honestly, I can't believe this is all over. You can find us there. And also, since this is our last show of the year, you can go back and you can listen to our all-media show where the three of us talked about some of our, fa- some of our favorite things. Some 
of our favorite things. I'm going to say it three times because apparently people didn't hear that at the beginning of the show. Some of our favorite things for the year in media, as well as our other shows, are all at family.com. Josh and I will be back with the Big Food Podcast on January 12th. Until then, I guess. I'll find something else to watch. (laughs) Until then, I'm Connor. I'm Ron. I'm Josh. Ron's rusty. He hasn't been doing this for a while. I didn't know if I, I didn't know when I went anymore. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>